Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. And if true crime is your jam, and like me, you enjoy delving into unsolved cases, trying to figure out who done it, please consider subscribing. Also, if you find value in my content, please hit that like button. This is The Mysterious Murdochs, a multi-episode podcast brought to you by Bed Crime Stories Podcast in association with Carnage Street. If you haven't listened to episodes one through three of The Mysterious Murdochs, you'll want to do that before listening to episode four. Episode four, A Tangled Web of Addiction, Betrayal, and Greed. By October of 2021, just four months after his wife and son were killed, Alec Murdoch's life appeared to be in a constant freefall. Although Alec's deceased wife Maggie had left him all of her property in a will dated from August of 2005, it wouldn't be enough to get him out of all the legal and financial trouble he was in nor would it be enough to get him out on bond. On October 14th, after being released from the rehab facility in Orlando, Florida, where he'd been getting treated for a 20-year-long opioid addiction, Alex was immediately taken into custody and charged with two felony counts of obtaining property by false pretenses. He was promptly booked into Richland County's Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center. The new charges were the result of a SLED investigation into misappropriated settlement funds in the 2018 death of the Murdoch's longtime housekeeper and nanny, Gloria Satterfield. So now, along with the charges stemming from his botched attempt to take his life to secure a $10 million insurance payout for his son, Buster, Alex was being accused of stealing more than $4 million in insurance settlements from Gloria Satterfield's sons. And Murdoch continued to be struck with lawsuits resulting from his now-deceased son Paul's boat crash. Connor Cook, one of the six teens who was on the boat on the night of the accident, had just filed a lawsuit against Alex and Buster Murdoch the owner of the Parker Convenience Store, and the store employee for their alleged roles in contributing to the February 24, 2019 boat crash that killed Mallory Beach. The icing on the proverbial cake was a lawsuit filed against Alex by his own family law firm. They were alleging that he stole money from clients and the firm itself over a period of years. By this point, I'm pretty sure even Alex was having trouble keeping track of all his charges. On October 19th, Murdoch appeared in the Richland County Court for a bond hearing on charges of obtaining property by false pretense. Judge Clifton Newman denied bond and ordered Murdoch to undergo a psychiatric evaluation. On October 28th, Alex's brother and law partner, Randy Murdoch, sued him in Hampton County over an unpaid loan. The next day, another law partner sued Alex over yet another unpaid loan. It was turning into a get-in-line kind of situation, 
Everybody and their uncle was suing Alex Murdoch. On November 10th, Judge Clifton Newman denied Alex bond, leaving him to sit in the Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center. On November 19th, the South Carolina Grand Jury indicted Alex on 27 counts of financial crimes, amounting to $4.8 million in five counties, and more counts were coming. On December 9th, the same grand jury brought an additional 21 counts of financial crimes against Alec Murdoch, this time totaling $1.3 million. On December 13th of 2021, Judge Allison Renee Lee set a $7 million bond for Murdoch on 48 charges of financial crimes. The judge stipulates that the entire $7 million must be paid in full before Alex can be released. She also orders that Murdoch must remain under house arrest with GPS monitoring while receiving treatment for his drug addiction. However, with his bank accounts seized in civil lawsuits, Alex Murdoch isn't able to come up with the funds. It would appear as well that no one in his family was willing to front him the cash either. On January 10th of 2022, Alex's lawyer, Dick Harputlian, argued that his bail should be reduced. He stated that Murdoch couldn't even afford to buy himself underwear from the jail's canteen at this point. The request for bail reduction was denied. Alex had to remain in jail and find a new way to get his hands on those new undies. By the end of January, Alex would find himself facing 23 new criminal charges, including breach of trust and computer crimes. At this point, he was facing a total of 73 charges and a total of more than 8.37 million of misappropriated funds. In many of these alleged crimes, it appears that Alex Murdoch may not have been scheming alone. His high school friend, attorney Corey Fleming, has had his law license suspended and has also been charged with financial misdeeds in connection to Murdoch's alleged crimes. Also seeming to go down with the ship is a man named Russell Lucius Lafitte. Sounds like the name of a pirate, no? 51-year-old Lafitte was the chief executive officer of the Palmetto State Bank until he was fired on January 7th of 2022. The South Carolina State Grand Jury has charged Alec Murdoch and Lafitte together with one count of criminal conspiracy for allegedly conspiring to misappropriate 350245 dollars and eight cents in funds that Lafitte held in a trust as conservator for Natasha Thomas at the Palmetto State Bank. Lafitte is also facing other charges in connection to schemes he and Murdoch allegedly conspired with each other to commit. In another case that Lafitte and Murdoch were both charged with, Alex Murdoch allegedly made off with the $309,000 check that was supposed to go to the family of a deaf man named Hakim Pinkney, who had been in a car wreck 
that left him a quadriplegic. Murdoch allegedly used Mr. Pinckney's award monies to buy money orders, which he then used to replace cash he'd taken from the accounts of other clients, pay down a loan, and to get cash for himself and an unnamed family member. What's that old saying? Robbing Peter to pay Paul? This stuff is definitely outside of the oath lawyers take to strictly observe and uphold the ethical standards that govern the profession. Not only that, but it's just plain evil to take money awarded to a deaf man who'd become a quadriplegic. You'd have to be amoral to do that and still be able to sleep soundly in your Egyptian cotton sheets at Moselle. When Hakim later died in a nursing home as a result of the injuries he sustained in the car wreck, Alex Murdoch won his family an additional $89,000. And what do you think Alex Murdoch did with that money? That's right. Once again, he deposited those monies into his bank account and never told the family of the additional award. Note that Mr. Pinckney was an African-American, and it turns out that the majority of people that Murdoch had stole from were also minorities. They were also people who apparently were not accustomed to having a lot of money. The Pinckney family attorney, Justin Bamberg, said this of Murdoch. Alex gave them just enough money so they would drop on their knees and say, Thank you, Jesus and took the rest, end quote. For another family, Alex Murdoch collected 14 settlement checks worth more than $1.3 million. But instead of handing the checks to the family, he pocketed the money for himself. Murdoch must have believed, at least before getting caught, that he'd come up with a fail-safe scheme to misappropriate funds with no one other than his co-conspirators knowing about it, and it was working for him for a while, at least until his son Paul's boat crash, when he was forced to hand over his financial records. Ah, that boat crash, the legal and financial troubles springing from it just kept piling up. On May 11th of 2022, a new federal lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of South Carolina by Nautilus Insurance Company. Now that's the company that paid out claims in the 2018 death settlement of Gloria Satterfield, monies that Alex Murdoch allegedly stole. Named as respondents in the suit are Alex Murdoch, his attorney friend, Corey Fleming, and Fleming's former law firm, Moss and Kuhn. Hampton County banker Chad Westendorf, and Westendorf's Bank of Employment, Palmetto State Bank, and the United States of America. Nautilus Insurance Company is based out of Arizona, and it's claiming that like Gloria Satterfield's family, it too is a victim of Alex Murdoch's alleged fraud and conspiracy. The federal suit alleges fraud against Alec Murdoch and conspiracy to commit fraud against all the other defendants, except the United States. 
Nautilus seeks to regain money lost in this alleged financial scheme. Nautilus had provided a $5 million umbrella insurance package to Alex Murdoch that covered property, automobiles, and boats. The United States is named as a respondent because it subpoenaed records from Nautilus regarding coverage it had issued to Murdoch. The federal complaint indicated that a federal grand jury investigation is now going on against Alec Murdoch. As of May 2022, 53-year-old Alex Murdoch is now facing 78 criminal charges, including breach of trust with fraudulent intent, obtaining property by false pretenses, money laundering, computer crimes, forgery, and criminal conspiracy. Meanwhile, as investigators continue to pore over Murdoch's financial records to try and untangle the whole mess and make sure no additional victims are missed, homicide investigators are focusing on Murdoch's wife and son's murders. They are putting all their ducks in a row against who they believe is responsible for the double homicide. The investigators knew from early on that two different weapons were used in the crime, and that one of those weapons belonged to the Murdochs. Fit News reported in April of 2022 that it has sources close to the case who are telling them that there is substantial and serious physical evidence that directly ties Alex Murdoch to his wife and son's deaths. Fit News is also claiming that SLED may be close to making an arrest in the case. However, SLED released a statement in response to these reports saying that it will not comment on the existence of such evidence. SLED isn't saying such evidence doesn't exist, but it also isn't confirming that such evidence does exist. Note that Fit News has recently shared what that substantial and serious physical evidence tying Murdoch to the case is. They've reported that high-velocity impact spatter has been detected on some of the clothing Alex Murdoch was wearing on June 7, 2021, the night his wife and son were killed. To have high-velocity spatter on one's clothing indicates that that person was nearby when at least one of the victims was shot. Note that Fit News was unable to say what this high-velocity spatter is, meaning if it is blood or something else. Regardless of what the spatter is, this is pretty damning evidence. It's looking like Alex Murdoch, if he was responsible for their deaths will be spending the rest of his life in a prison cell. You may be wondering where Murdoch's sole heir, Richard Alexander Buster Murdoch Jr., or Buster for short, is these days and what he's up to. Alex and Maggie's eldest child, Buster, who is known to have a particularly close relationship with his father, had been studying law at the University of South Carolina School of Law since the fall of 2018. However, according to an article in the Wall Street Journal, 
Buster was kicked out of the program for plagiarism in the spring of 2019. So 2019, which is also the year of Paul's boat crash, must have been a very challenging time for Alex and Maggie Murdoch. Although Buster doesn't have a law degree, he is a graduate of Wolford College's Government and International Affairs program. In September of 2021, Alex Murdoch made Buster the sole proprietor of his financial affairs. Also in September of 2021, the then 25-year-old Buster was photographed outside his family's beach cottage in Edesto Beach, South Carolina, the same house his mother, Maggie, had been living in prior to her death. Buster was accompanied by a woman believed to be a family member. She and Buster appeared to be packing up belongings and loading them into a waiting Cadillac. When reporters approached him for a comment, Buster replied, I have no interest in commenting on any of y'all's questions, end quote. Of late, it appears that Buster may be trying to find a way to get readmitted to law school. It seems that despite all of his family's legal troubles, Buster has not lost his desire to follow in his family's footsteps and become a lawyer. Sometime in early 2022, Buster jetted out to Las Vegas, Nevada for a vacation and some gambling. This recording of a jailhouse call between Buster and his father, Alex, took place right after Buster arrived home from that trip. Everything was still fine, and then going to Sedona was a good time. Did you get to gamble any? 
In my opinion, it's a very awkward call. In it, we hear Alex grilling his son about the details of the trip, the airline he flew on, and why he chose Spirit Airlines. Buster seems reticent to admit that he picked the airline because it's the cheapest one to fly. You can also tell that the two are discussing money and some checks that are being written. Whether those checks are for Buster to live off of now that his father is in jail, or whether they're for Alex's case, I'm not sure. Alex also asks Buster if he did any gambling on the trip, and Buster says yes, but then mentions how a photographer got a picture of him gambling, and now articles are appearing in the news, accusing him of misusing monies that should be going to his father's victims. What also strikes me about this call is how lighthearted Alec sounds. There's no real conversation about how Buster is feeling, if he's doing okay. You have to wonder what Buster knows about his mother and brother's deaths and how he feels about his father at this point. And we must remember that Buster, too, is facing charges, so his future in many ways is as uncertain as his father's. Because jailhouse calls are recorded, it may just be that Alex and Buster are trying hard to avoid any topics that might cause them additional legal problems. Next time on The Mysterious Murdochs, I'll delve into the 2018 death of the family's longtime housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, how Satterfield was injured how her sons were allegedly encouraged by Alex Murdoch to sue him through another lawyer so that Alex could obtain insurance monies in the millions for them, and how Alex allegedly kept those monies in his and other co-conspirators' hands 
instead of giving them to their rightful owners, Gloria Satterfield's two sons. I hope you'll join me for that. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.